You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to this segment of Because You Asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. In the early morning hours of March 4th, 2017, President Trump posted a series of tweets in which he accused his predecessor, former President Barack Obama, of wiretapping him during the 2016 elections. Trump wrote that he, quote, just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism, unquote. Trump then compared Obama's alleged wiretapping with President Richard Nixon and the Watergate controversy that led to Nixon's resignation. Quote, how low has President Obama gone to tap my phones during the very sacred election process? This is Nixon, Watergate, bad or sick guy, unquote. On March 15th, President Trump told Fox's Tucker Carlson, quote, I think you're going to find some very interesting items coming to the forefront over the next two weeks, unquote. As the president continued to reassert the charge in a number of different formats, the mainstream media heaped ridicule on the White House, repeating over and over that the president was making up fake news. But by the end of March, the news was now supporting the president's claims. It appears that the president was right all along and the media was wrong. Today on Because You Asked, we answer, what did former National Security Advisor Susan Rice do? And was it wrong? I have five responses. First, Susan Rice's story changed dramatically from two weeks ago. At that time, PBS's Judy Woodruff asked Rice a real softball question regarding claims that had been made by House member Devin Nunes. Judy Woodruff said, I began by asking about the allegations leveled today by House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes that Trump transition officials, including the president, may have been swept up in surveillance of foreigners at the end of the Obama administration. Susan Rice, former U.S. National Security Advisor, said, quote, I was surprised to see reports from Chairman Nunes on that count today. I know nothing about this, she said. Then days later in Damage Control, now with an interview with prominent Democratic journalist Andrea Mitchell, Rice admitted her unmasking efforts and said they were routine. Story change. Mitchell's 16-minute interview involved no tough questions. Mitchell asked her, did you seek to unmask the names of people involved in the Trump transition? And Rice responded like a lawyer, absolutely not for any political purposes. A natural follow-up question should have been asked, and she should have requested, was there any unmasking for any other purpose? I guess it just didn't occur to Mitchell. Instead, the follow-up was the following question, did you leak? To which Rice responded somewhat confusingly, I leaked nothing to nobody. Somehow, Rice seemed to claim later that her initial statement of having no clue about Nunes' earlier statement was not at odds with her 16-minute answer about her unmasking efforts. Now, remember, Rice has a significant reputation for dishonesty, which is also called lying, most notably for her claim that the September 11, 2012 attack in Libya that killed four Americans was a spontaneous result of anger at a video critical of Islam. At that time, she said, the State Department knew it. 
She was lying, and it was a well-coordinated terrorist attack. Rice also falsely claimed that Bo Bergdahl served the United States with honor and distinction. And when critics began raising questions about why President Obama traded high-value Taliban detainees and a ransom for the army deserter, no answer then. Bergdahl is going to a court-martial in August for desertion and misbehavior before the enemy. His desertion was already known at the time Rice made her comments, so Rice lied then too, as she has in the past. Number two, the unmasking was related to political information. When Congressman Nunes first alerted the public about his concerns on the White House lawn in an impromptu press conference about the wiretapping, and then subsequent unmasking of the names involving President-elect Trump, among others, and dissemination of the details, Nunes noted that the information had nothing to do with Russia, had little or no intelligence value, and yet it was done. It was then said that Rice's multiple unmasking requests were related to Trump's transition activities. Rice is said to have requested the identities of Americans and reports of monitored conversations between foreign officials discussing the Trump transition and in a surveillance context between the Trump team and monitored foreign officials. Quote, one U.S. official familiar with the report said they contained valuable political information on the Trump transition team, such as whom the Trump team was meeting with, the views of the Trump associates on foreign policy matters and plans for the upcoming administration, unquote. This is not a legal use of monitored information. This is against the law. Number three, Susan Rice worked in the White House. Rice was known as Obama's right-hand woman, like his sister, and was his national security advisor throughout his second term. They worked very closely together. For the few weeks, experts are now requesting that if Rice was involved, this would implicate President Obama. Let me be very clear. There could have been no intelligent need for Susan Rice to ask for the identities to be unmasked. If there had been a real need to reveal the identities, an intelligence need based on American foreign policy interest, the unmasking would have been done by the investigating agencies. The National Security Advisor is not an investigator. She is a White House staff member. The President's staff is a consumer of intelligence, not a generator or collector of it. If Susan Rice was unmasking Americans, it was not to fulfill an intelligence need based on American interests. It was instead to fulfill a political desire based on Democrat Party interests. Now, it is unclear what President Obama knew about Rice's successful request to unmask information on Trump transition members. If he knew, if he knew, this is Watergate 2017. Number four, Nunes' claims are now substantiated. Nunes told the public that information about the Trump team had been collected, unmasked, and widely disseminated. Many media figures questioned the legitimacy of his claim. With the news that no less than Susan Rice requested the unmasking of political operatives, it appears that Nunes was onto something, and the story just continues to grow and grow, and more congressmen are now demanding an investigation that includes calling Susan Rice before Congress. Number five. Did Susan Rice break the law? 
Rice has now acknowledged in an interview that she requested the names be unmasked, but she insists she didn't do it for political purposes. That is an important distinction. Under the U.S. Signals Intelligence Directive, Section 18, Rice was authorized to unmask the names of U.S. citizens as long as it was essential to national security. Sure enough, <laughs> Rice now claims that national security was her reason. If it can be proven, however, that she did it for political reasons, the punishment starts at five years in prison. If we then also say and can prove that President of the United States, Barack Obama, was involved, wow, wow, wow. Thanks for this great question. Please keep your questions coming to American Truth Project and on our social media, on Facebook or Twitter. If we select your question, you will get a special gift. You can also write to me directly by sending me an email to barry at americantruthproject.org and or go to our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. We're here to answer your questions because you asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.